The topics we will be covering on this episode are the next stimulus package to be released next week, Warren Buffett hikes Bank of America stake by more than $800 million, 38-year-old retiree, America, stop wasting your money on these seven things if you want to retire early. It's been reported by CNBC that Senate leader Mitch McConnell, RKY, will be releasing the next stimulus bill next week. He had hoped to release it today, but it appears the package will be delayed until next week. He said the Trump administration has requested additional time to review the fine details, but we will be laying down the proposal early next week. We have an agreement in principle on the shape of the package. What are some of the details we've heard about? The 1200 stimulus check. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin confirmed earlier today that a stimulus check would make it into the next bill. And speaking of building on what worked in the CARES Act, we want another round of direct payments to help American families keep driving our national comeback. It will match the stimulus check created by the CARES Act, which created a refundable tax credit of $1,200 to qualifying Americans who earned less than $75,000. It added an extra $500 for dependent children ages 16 and younger, and joint filers would get $2,400 for those who earned less than $150,000. On Tuesday, McConnell officially endorsed another stimulus check for the first time. We want another round of direct payments, direct payments to help American families keep driving our national comeback, he said, during a press briefing on the Senate floor. There is still some lingering to include another stimulus check, and there was some support and some opposition both to the direct payments, said Senator John Cornyn, our Texas. However, McConnell's strong push should be able to corral a majority. While it is now more likely than not that a second stimulus will be included in the Republican relief proposal, many details still need to be worked out. For example, McConnell did not offer particulars on whether a second payment would be as large as the first round of checks or if the eligibility criteria would differ. Individual filers earning less than $75,000 were eligible to receive a full $1,200 stimulus check when the CARES Act was passed. But McConnell has indicated some interest in reducing the income eligibility for a second stimulus, presumably to keep the overall cost of the new relief bill down. Leaving some of the details ambiguous will also provide McConnell with additional levers to pull during upcoming negotiations with Democrats. If you earn more than those limits, your stimulus check amounts would be reduced by 5% of your adjusted gross income above those limits. The lower unemployment benefits. With a delay until next week, it's almost assured that the federal unemployment benefits of $600 per week will expire. We've heard mention of benefits being lowered to $200 or less per week. We have no concrete information about the next round of unemployment benefits, but Secretary Mnuchin has said that he hopes to adjust it to 70% of wages. 
additional aid to states. It appears that the Republican proposal would not add any additional funding to state and local governments, but would amend the CARES Act to add flexibility to the funding that was previously allocated. Payroll tax cut. On numerous occasions, President Trump has called for a payroll tax cut, and just this past Sunday, in an interview with Chris Wallace, he said that he may not sign a bill without one. On CNBC on Thursday, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin said that the payroll tax cut would not be included in the base bill. If the Senate leader doesn't unveil the details of the bill until next Monday, that leaves just 10 business days for legislators to come to an agreement. Considering what has been leaked out and how Democrats have responded, it appears extremely unlikely that a deal will get done before the Senate is set to recess on August 7th. The recess could be pushed back, but that has yet to be decided. If a bill cannot be passed by the time Congress goes to recess, neither chamber is scheduled to return until after Labor Day. And Warren Buffett, this week, added to his already massive stake in Bank of America at a time when the seaward pandemic still clouds the U.S. and global economic outlook. A Securities and Exchange Commission filing showed Buffett's conglomerate, Berkshire Hathaway, bought 33.9 million shares of the banking giant between Monday and Wednesday. That increased Berkshire's stake in Bank of America by 813.3 million dollars to more than 24 billion dollars. Bank of America shares rose nearly 1%, bucking the broader market's negative trend Thursday and outperforming other major banks such as JP Morgan Chase Citigroup, and Wells Fargo. Berkshire also has stakes in J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo. In May, Buffett struck an optimistic tone at Berkshire's annual shareholders meeting, which was held virtually due to the seaward pandemic. Nothing can basically stop America, Buffett told shareholders. The American miracle, the American magic, has always prevailed and it will do so again. And then, in 2016, I quit my six-figure job in software development and retired early at 35. My wife, Courtney, who was 31 at the time, joined me in early retirement a year later. Getting there wasn't easy. We always contributed the annual limit for our retirement savings plans and invested tons of money in the stock market. In fact, Courtney's entire salary went straight into our investment portfolio. But much of our success had to do with cutting back on spending. It was hard at first because, like the masses, I was never the thrifty type. Once I dropped my bad spending habits, however, our retirement savings began to skyrocket. Why Americans Struggle to Save for Retirement A 2019 report from Ladder, a life insurance company, found that the average adult spends $1,497 per month on non-essentials. That's roughly $18,000 a year on things we can do without, which is baffling considering how 78% of full-time American workers are living paycheck to paycheck. While cutting back on spending is just one part of the solution to saving for early retirement, it's a very effective start. 
Here are seven pointless things this 38-year-old retiree thinks Americans should stop wasting their hard-earned cash on. And FYI, this isn't like me. This is the person who wrote the article that I'm sharing with you. So just keep that in mind. And of course, there's a source at the end. Number one, eating out. According to a 2019 survey of more than 2,000 Americans, 69% said they wasted money dining out. And I get it. It's nice to get out of the house and have someone else cook for you, but the experience isn't cheap. On average, Courtney and I used to spend a combined $750 per month on eating out. Yes, delivery and drinks count. Restaurant meals, $210. Drinks, $189. Takeout or delivery, $178. Buying lunch, $173. That adds up to $9,000 per year. So you can imagine how much money we're saving now by preparing our own food. Of course, we still treat ourselves to a night out from time to time, but to help control costs, we don't order beverages or drinks. Water with lemon is just as satisfying and it's free. This reduces the bill anywhere from $6 to $5. Oh, $6 to $15, but I don't know why they put $15. Okay, also don't buy appetizers or desserts, which can easily save us another $15 or more. I always keep a pint of ice cream in the freezer in case one of us has a sweet tooth. Lastly, leftovers never go wasted. Even if it's just a few pieces of vegetables, we always find a way to reuse them the next day. Two, number two, phone upgrades. It's hard to ignore the hype every time there's a new smartphone from Apple, Google, or Samsung, but today's devices are so advanced that they can function for years without a problem. And while the updated features are nice, they aren't life-changing. In most cases, it only makes sense to get an upgrade if your current phone has major technical issues or stops working completely. But even then, taking it to a repair shop first can save you hundreds of dollars. Depending on your carrier, buying the newest model can cost you an extra $25 per month for financing or leasing, which you should never do, or $600 or more to buy it outright. Courtney and I kept our previous phones for over four years before finally getting new ones last year. For each year that we decide not to upgrade, we save up to $1,500. Rather than owning a piece of technology that depreciates each year, we figured we were better off putting that money into appreciating assets in the stock market. Number three, clothing and apparel. The average American spends about $1,866 per year on clothing and apparel, according to a 2019 Go Banking Rates report, which rounded up 25 common expenses and used data from the U.S. Census Bureau and the National Retail Federation. Fast fashion doesn't make shopping any less tempting, but keep in mind that it only takes a few months for whatever clothes, shoes, or accessories that are in style today to be replaced by some other contemporary trend. So before you make a purchase, ask yourself if you really need or have the room for it. My clothes buying rule is simple and slightly Marie Kondo inspired. Vow to buy less. I just buy the essentials and once I do, I'll wear them until they're stained, ripped, or no longer fit. On average, I only step foot into a shopping mall two or three times each year 
and spend between $50 to $100 per trip. Number four, lottery tickets. They say you can't win if you don't play, but we all know that, ch that the chances of winning are microscopic. And when compared to basic investment strategies, such as consistently contributing to retirement accounts, spending a few bucks on lottery tickets just doesn't make sense. Those few bucks add up, too, from scratch-off cards to Powerball and Mega Millions entries. Nearly half of Americans play state lotteries, according to a 2019 report from Bankrate, Consumers each spend an average of $86 a month on lottery tickets. What's crazier is that a staggering 59% of millennials believe winning the lottery is a reasonable way to retire. According to a 2019 poll from investing app Stash, ditching this highly addictive habit could save you about $1,032 a year. If that's not reasonable, I'm not sure what it is. Number five, extended warranties. Extended warranties have become a big business, roughly $40 billion. According to the newsletter Warranty Week, a 2018 study from Stanford University found that consumers often overpay for extended warranties because they overestimate the likelihood that a product will need a repair. But these service plans function like insurance, and for every dollar you spend, you'll likely only get pennies back. Courtney and I never fork over extra money on major appliances and has saved us thousands of dollars. Before making a big ticket purchase, we always do research to make sure we get a high quality item because we know it's less likely to break. Additionally, to stay on the safe side, we put a portion of the money that we otherwise would have spent on warranty fees into a designated repair or replacement fund. If you really think you need an extended warranty, always read the fine print. In some cases, coverage isn't eligible for accidental damages, or a claim can be denied if you didn't follow routine maintenance instructions. Also, you might already have extended coverage benefits through your credit card, so check with your card issuer first. Number six, cable TV. Cable TV prices have skyrocketed over the years, but times have changed. And with the number of streaming services available, ditching cable television was an easy change for us. Instead of paying more than $100 per month for cable TV, we now pay $49.99 per month for YouTube TV, which includes local television networks as well as a variety of others that you might find on a cable or satellite service. There are plenty of other TV streaming options for cord cutters. At $30 per month, Sling TV is much cheaper than premium services like Hulu with Lite TV, which costs $55 per month but has very few local stations. A word of caution, too many Americans end up wasting hundreds of dollars per year on subscriptions they don't use. So be mindful when deciding what to sign up for and try to stick with just one service, if possible. After testing out a few services, Courtney and I chose YouTube TV because it includes more top channels for the base price than any competitor. It also comes with unlimited cloud DVR storage and a generous 9 months to watch recordings, most are 30 days. Number 7. Impulse Purchases This is a broad category, but it basically includes anything you don't need but are tempted to purchase in the moment like that pack of gum in front of you at the grocery checkout line. For me, it's usually sour Skittles, personally. 
Trust me, the immediately satisfaction will wear off before you know it. There were so many times when I had to stop myself picking up a 24-pack of toilet paper because it seemed like a good deal at the time, even though we were fully stocked at home. Big purchases are the most dangerous. That Peloton bike, for example, might sound like a smart investment right now, especially when you're trying to convince yourself that you'll use it every day. But if you're going to pay $1,995 for an exercise bike, and that's not including the $250 delivery fee or the $39 per month subscription to stream the live classes, you better give it some serious thought and be willing to put in the physical work. Otherwise, it'll probably just end up collecting dust in your basement. Sources in the description. Feel free to leave a comment as to what your thoughts were on these different articles, right? You can learn the four steps to make money online below, where all you need is a phone, computer, and a PowerPoint presentation. You can get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood below. You can use Acorns to automate your investing by rounding up everyday purchases, which I do for fun. Because it's just fun to see your account grow every time you actually like buy something. So like when you fill up your gas, it rounds it up. Whenever you go out to eat, it rounds it up. You buy that impulse purchase, it still rounds it up. So you end up investing as well. And then you can also master your money at 40 Feel free to watch more episodes about money news, money content. Feel free to DM us on Instagram at 40inbox with interesting money articles that you feel like should be covered or that you want to hear on like an episode because you just find it very interesting, right? Because other people also find money stuff interesting as well. And yeah, thanks for watching. And by the way, feel free to actually hit the like button and subscribe because if you don't and you actually do like this content, YouTube will just not show any future episodes to you. Right, like if you hit the like button, they'll show it.